So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. My next guest, he is a James Beard nominated chef. He's also chef on BuzzFeed. Everybody knows those tasty platforms. So, what, you know, yeah, the number one thing on Facebook is food videos. The number one thing you get, a, you get, you're getting that food right. People will watch food. He debated. He has a new show that debated on the uh, TV One's new network called The Cleo. It's just just eats with Chef JJ. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Chef JJ Johnson. Hello. Okay, how are you? Oh, I thought you said I could do all this intro I talk, and then he can't talk. No, you, I was I was so excited how you introed me that I was so caught off guard. I didn't really know what to say. Wait, wait look at man, it's about the food, brother. It's about that food. Okay, <laughs> food. I, 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 you got I, me so excited about myself. I was like, whoa. Well, you you should be because of the fact that uh, what you do in the the the, the life we live now, uh, and cooking and how you cook and the different ways you can. Uh, uh, serve people, you know. They, you know, they, they they talk about the do-it-yourself networks, but the food industry, the cooking show industry, is its own version of do-it-yourself, correct? But they just don't say do-it-yourself, right? Correct. You're right. Uh, they, it, it is truly do-it-yourself, but they're not telling you that. They're giving you that support, that backbone to make you feel like they're there, and then you are truly doing it yourself, like we're doing <laughs> it on Just Eat. So. <laughs> Because I because I watch I watch a show you know I watch a show and I go okay okay let me see what they're doing okay and I get mad if they don't give me the recipe you know that's the oh, that just drives me crazy when I see something good on TV and I want to make it and I don't have the recipe so tell us about your little history of uh, how you got how you got started because I want to talk about this uh this restaurant that you have uh it was something on the menu that that uh that really caught my attention but. Tell me how you got started, this chef. Because you know I'm a I'm an award winning baker. I got started baking like four years ago. That's how I got started. Oh wow! Okay, so I got started about 15 years ago. See, I was uh, literally this what he do for uh, a living, yo. This Rushan is just <laughs> hobby fine out here. You know, just uh, telling people I'm an award winning baker. This what he do. Follow his instructions. <laughs> you know, set, I, I want one of those pies, so send it to me. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I started in the kitchen super young. Well, my grandmother got me started in the kitchen yes, really young, mm-hmm. um, and she made it really fun for me. Um, so I used to spend time in the kitchen. I didn't really watch cartoons or anything. Cooking was my cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of fast forward, love cooking. Would try to do family birthday dinners and mess up people's birthdays, trying to cook something that my mom would allow me to cook. Um, but 
they were really fueling me or getting me prepared for what I'm doing now. And then uh, about the age of 14, I started working uh, as a dishwasher at a country club. Mm -hmm. I used to ride my bike, my bike back and forth. So I grew up in uh, Northeast Pennsylvania in the Poconos. Um, I, I rode my bike back and forth. I went to culinary school at Culinary Institute of America and then wind up working in New York City. Uh, while, while I was working in New York City, I lived with family in Harlem. Um, and I've been in Harlem ever since now for about 15 years. Wow. Congratulations. Now, one of, your, uh, in one of the restaurants that you have is Henry at Life Hotel. Correct. Yes. Okay, cool. And uh, that's in the Nomad District. If anybody knows, that's, that's kind of like it's called uh, North of Madison Square. And uh, it's a really, I guess it's, it's, that whole neighborhood is like just transforming, correct? Yeah, the neighborhood is really transforming. It's a transforming neighborhood. We're, we're on a, we're on a, a, a block that's uh, transforming. Uh, you would know it as back in the day as like Midtown mm -hmm. or Little, Little West Africa mm -hmm. or K Koreatown. Mm -hmm. So, we're like one block away from Koreatown, so we're on 31st Street between 5th and 6th, um, Henry and the Life Hotel, or Henry by JJ. Cool. And let me just say, the setting is in Manhattan. Manhattan and uh, New York City is where we're talking about the restaurant location. Now, there's a couple of, you know, I'm a foodie. So immediately when I when it was coming to my show, I had to go to the menu. I had to go to the menu. Ooh. Go to the menu. What caught my eye was the collard green salad. Oh, yes. Yeah. The collard green salad is, uh, is infamous. See, collard green, see, everybody in the booth going, collard green salad. Nah. So, you know, I, I, so that means that, okay, it's the, the, the collard greens are not cooked. They're treated like lettuce, correct? Yeah, collard greens are not cooked at all. You know, kale has been getting all this credit in the last 10 years, right? And collard mm -hmm. greens have worked, collard greens have worked harder than kale. <laughs> um, so I wanted to give, you know, I wanted to give collard greens some type of a different rep. Or uh -huh. knowing that you can eat collard greens raw, and it's really good for you, the stem and everything. So it's a collard green salad. It'll feel like a chopped salad. It comes with some red beans, cucumbers, and like a, and a coconut dressing. Okay, now now that that's genius right there. Now you're in the kitchen. Now you're the mad scientist, right? So this is a mad scientist salad, okay? I'm just telling y'all. I, I eat everywhere. I I eat everywhere. I had the collard green soup. I was at uh, I was at Flying Biscuit yesterday. I had the scrambled eggs and collard greens with bacon. So I've never had the collard green salad. So this is a mad scientist mix. So so you 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 telling people you, you you're thinking about this idea. Well, how did they look at you? Did they look at you like really, JJ, really? Well, yeah, I mean, people look at people look at me crazy all the time with the collard green salad. They think I soak the collard greens in salt water right. to make them tender. Right. They think I, I blanch them in water. No, I just treat the collard green truly. It's a collard green that we buy in the store. It's not a baby collard green. It's not a uh, <laughs> super baby collard green. This is this is a collard green, mm -hmm. um, and, and it's it's really nice. It's, it's something that is familiar but unfamiliar, um, and it's something that you could truly do at home. Uh, you can get these collard greens, and you you know you can put chicken on top, or salmon, oh, or some you, you, you left some that. steak. You know, you're so <laughs> so you know, I'm just taking you along the journey of the African diaspora and kind of paying homage and respect to uh, the flavors of who we are and kind of what we do. Okay, cool. Let's talk about. It. Okay, so so you got the beans in there. You got the cucumber. I think they what they. I'm assuming they're thinly sliced cucumbers or chopped cucumbers. That you have in the salad, uh, thin, thinly sliced cucumbers, and do you have so cashews? thinly sliced cucumbers and cashews, some candy cashews and red candy beans, candy cashew, candy, yeah, see, candy mad, scientist, mad scientist, mad <laughs> scientist. 
I like it. I like that you called me the mad scientist. Who has ever had candied cashews? I'm just sorry. That's candy pecans. Okay, you got all that. Okay, now, the coconut dressing. The coconut dressing. Tell me about that. So coconut dressing is uh, just some coconut milk, uh, a little bit of uh, bird's eye chili, cu- uh, cumin, um, blended oil, some shallots. Mm-hmm. And the key is is that the spice and the, the spice and the... Um, the coconut dressing will cut through the bitterness of the collard green, so it gives it a really nice balance. Okay. So if you don't have, like, bird's eye chili, you can use chipotle, or you can use some other type of chili that you really love. Cool, cool. So another thing that caught my eye, and I really didn't understand, it was called, it was all a dream. It was all a dream. We used to read Word Up magazines. Um, it, you, you, you can get the whole menu. So the, For $390. I saw, I saw it get, over there. You, $390. You you get one of everything. Uh, I say that you uh, should share it with uh, four to five people. So it's a big celebration at the table. You're having this ultimate dream meal. Um, and uh, I just reference it after the Biggie song. I'm telling you. See, he knows I've looked at his menu. See, you know, do you get the sweet potato pie too? That's your dessert. Do you get that? Sweet potato pie, you got to get the sweet potato pie. Sweet potato <laughs> pie is legendary. We do it with some purple yam. You know, you have to get, get some coconut ice cream. You know, we really, we really taking it. Oh, my goodness. So so, so the thing about it, I really, uh, really, when I talk about food, I really like talking to people who enjoy food. You enjoy food. You enjoy the, the, the kitchen experience. I, I, I'm assuming it goes back to your childhood when you was in the kitchen and and then being able to look at other people while you're washing dishes, being able to see other people do something that you want to do. It's, it's a passion for you, right, JJ? Yeah, it's a big passion for me. You know, um, the reason why I love cooking food and really fortunate in having one restaurant right now and a second one coming uh, is I'm connecting people every day, and the greatest connector is food. Mm-hmm. So if I'm able to do it with the food that I truly love to cook and give you these, like, amazing, nostalgic moments, mm-hmm. um, then I've done my job, and it keeps me going to the next day. Okay, cool. I will be in New York tomorrow, my friend. Okay. Oh, amazing! So I so I should see you tomorrow. You will see me tomorrow night. I swear to you, you will see me tomorrow night. Um, I will uh, definitely want to try this uh, collard green salad. I'm telling you up front. Um, <laughs> I have it ready for you. I, I will be. And I, I just want to just I don't put no chicken on it or nothing. I just want that because that's that, that's just such a great level of curiosity for me. I know it's going to taste great, and then so because the, the restaurant opens at five thirty, correct? Yes, the restaurant opens See, at five thirty. Correct. You know, I'll be on top of your game, baby. Over top of your game. I see it. I see it. I'm game. with you. And so, and so, I'll be there tomorrow. I, like I said, I land at eight o'clock tomorrow. I have some meetings all day, and so I plan on eating dinner at your place tomorrow. For sure, gonna be by myself. If I can bring another person in there, I will. But uh, definitely, my friend, uh, I, I I just feel that when I when I see young people out there living their dreams with a passion. And so I want to talk about this restaurant concept. We've just been talking about the food. It's in New York City, in the Nomad District. Um, the, the, the name of the whole, the name of the project, and the menu. How does that? How does that? How does that develop when you when you this menu? Because that always was my curiosity. How you? How do you do a, a menu for a certain restaurant? How is that done? You know the, uh, the menu for the Henry and the Life Hotel. Uh, is, is, truly, is truly curated. So for me, I'm curating uh, the menu. 
the way I, the way the menu is at the Life Hotel, I take you from the lightest in flavor to the heaviest in flavor. I recommend about two and a half items per person so that you can really get a good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I'm cooking the food of the African diaspora. I call it Pan-African. Yes, sir. Um, uh, it's food that comes from West Africa into the into the Caribbean. It hits the hits uh, South America and really hitting the ports of where um, West African slaves have have went right. through forced migration. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pulling a lot of those flavors and I'm I'm showcasing that. So you'll see things with West African peanut sauce, or you'll see um, jollof rice. Uh, you'll see a, a Turk of um, a, a take on our escovitch or jerk. Oh, uh, yes. So we're really celebrating oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, places and people, um, and I'm doing it from lightest in flavor to heaviest. Um, and you I hope will I see give you me tomorrow, my friend. I'm just going to let you know that. We're going to be right back to talk about this TV show, uh, Just Eats with Chef JJ, on the new TV One network called Cleo. Be right back. More money-making conversation. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversations. On the phone is a James Beard-nominated chef. He has a new TV show on TV One's uh, new Clio network called Just Eats with Chef JJ. Back on the phone is uh, my man, JJ, the mad scientist of food. The mad scientist. I like it. I'm I'm, going to hashtag that now. I'm going to tell you something, JJ. You got take it because you're doing some stuff, man, that needs to be uh, understood. Everybody got to have a little hook, a little angle that you in that kitchen, man. I can just see because you're doing some stuff. Everybody's not doing, and it's good food, and that and that's the next step of how people do do a like. I got that restaurant in Chicago, I believe, where you just go in there, you just smell food, you know. Yeah, they just bust up little balloons, you, and you, and they charge you for that. Yes, they do. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah, yeah, they charge you. They they charge you to bust balloons at that restaurant. <laughs> there you go. See, they looking at me like I'm just like, no. That restaurant, you. Oh, that smells good. Okay, give me that money. Leave the room. <laughs> And that's what that's 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 a that's a mad scientist move. That's a mad that scientist move. That is a mad scientist. They are mad scientists. So, they so, are mad scientists over there. And so when I when I look at what he's doing and and being innovative, so let's talk about your TV show because people you know I produce TV shows. I'm always looking for talent to do television shows. How do you get on TV, Chef JJ? Who approached you, and how did the whole concept come about? So I got approached by a production company named Powerhouse Productions. Good people, good people. I know those people, those two ladies. Great people, Rochelle Brown, Shania Armstrong. Armstrong, very, very good. Been in the food business, food game uh, for a really long time. Legends produced some really great television shows that we still watch today mm-hmm. and or have watched for many years. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was an honor to be able to work with Powerhouse Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, hey... There's a new network coming out. I think you'd be perfect for. Mm-hmm. Um, are you interested in potentially shooting this pilot uh, for this for this style of show um, for a new network with TV One? I said, well, let's try let's try to do it. I'm not really a fan of like a cook and stir kind right. of show, right? Um, but let let's shoot it. Let's see what happens. So they shot. They brought it to Clio. Clio really brought TV One. They thought it'd be perfect for Clio, um, and then we all worked together once it got picked up on developing it to be more than just this cooking show where you have great conversation around food. Um, so that's how we got to the show. I think what has been able, I've been grateful to be able to get on television is I know a lot of chefs, uh, look at being on TV as like the pinnacle. Um, I'm just fortunate that I was, I'm able to be on TV at the end of the day. I think I got there because 
when people come to the restaurant, they really love the food. Right. And the food is what represents the chef. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they kind of get to know the chef and kind of go from there. So I always believe in the food, and that's why I'm able to get to where I'm. At. I'm able to get to where I am today. So, so the, the show is like a business move for you, for your brand to promote all your your, your restaurants, your future endeavors, or is the show about just your craft, about your love of food? I, I mean, for me, I would say it's about both. But yeah, it's definitely for me. It's more of a business move than for the craft. Um, it's really showing, you know, you don't really see black chefs on television. There's a couple that you see. Right. So it was breaking down that door and also being able to be on a network for us, by us, mm-hmm. really, really uh, sold it for me. Um, so that was that was kind of the business or power move. And then the passion kind of comes out as you at, when you watch a show that you see that the food connects people. And 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 while they're cooking alongside of me, or we're having conversation, or they're eating, these two people that might not really know each other or do know each other become closer around food and around the table, and that's really what it's all about. I know food is really interesting. I was in Anchorage, Alaska, and I was eating at this restaurant, and I I ordered a shrimp fried, uh, you know, shrimp and grits, and they had they actually made the shrimp and grits. They had an egg over easy on top. I had never had shrimp and grits like that. And then this other person sitting next to me, they had uh, some type of calamari and there was another person. And all of a sudden, we just, I didn't even know these people. And we just started eating off each other's plate. It was like the coolest thing. And I'm going like, Rashawn, this is not really normal. You know, you don't normally do stuff like that. But food creates that little that atmosphere that makes you want to share, that makes you want to talk and go, this is really good. Try this. And I'm big at doing things like that. It's, it's, it really creates a, kind of like a, a, a communion of our opportunities to be able to share a great conversation amongst good, um, amongst good, good food. Correct. I'm telling you, bad food, food can create a good conversation too now. Bad food can create a good conversation now. It could, or give you really bad moments. <laughs> <laughs> but you, we're talking about great food here. So, so that's, that's, that's the essence of what you're doing. Now that's, you got one restaurant rolling. Now you want to go back to your home front up in Harlem and do a restaurant there. Tell us about that. So yeah, I'm gonna op- opening up this spring um, a quick service restaurant called Field Trip. Oh, Chef JJ, right. it's, it's spring already. When's when spring happening? He said this spring, right? The spring happened. Was it this April? Spring. Spring April? is spring is here already. Is it? I feel like it. I'll just tell well, you. The weather in New York now is 55. They think gonna be 55 <laughs> today. So you're right. So coming, coming this spring, I'm opening up a fast. So I gotta hold the mad scientists in check now. The mad scientists. I gotta hold them in check now. So it's coming this spring up in Harlem. Going to have another place for me to go. Tell me about this. It's called Field Trip. It's a rice bowl shop um, with global flavors. So it's different rices from around the world. It's uh, Our address is 109 Lenox Avenue. So it's between 115th and 116th and Lenox Avenue mm-hmm. in front of the two and the three train. Um, you come and order from the counter. We'll have five rice bowls, a veggie grain bun, a couple of salads, <laughs> beer and wine on tap. And a little bit of red velvet uh, soft serve ice cream. Oh yeah, soft serve ice cream. Everybody in the booth just threw up their hands. Yeah, you, you had them at the at the ice at the ice cream man. You had them. <laughs> you know. I gotta get you know some everything. Got to talk to somebody uh, differently. But the goal is to be back in Harlem. That's kind of where I started. Mm-hmm. My community really has got me to where I am today. And then the goal is to open up this really affordable uh, place mm-hmm. for the community. 
uh, that hopefully can become legendary, like other places like Melba's or Amy Ruth's or Sylvia's, you know, those household Harlem names mm-hmm. um, that really fuel Harlem every day. So now we Sylvia's we, that's soul food. Now. That's a different. That's a different. That's a different layer. That's where you're going to get the yams and that heavy food. I call that heavy food up in Sylvia. Well, this is gonna be light. This is gonna be light and refreshing <laughs> and flavorful. I'm, I'm telling you, JJ, I, I, I get around now. Your boy, your boy, go up and down. I see you talking about popping balloons. Like I'm like, oh, you know, you know about this place. You know about these things. I, I, I love eating. That's why I love. Believe me, I don't want this to be your. When when this restaurant opens up, field trip. Please come back on the show so we can promote that. And let me know ahead of time so I got a big following in the New York City market and I let people know it's opening because that's what Money Making Conversation was created, to be able to have small businesses and give them a platform to speak behind the scenes and recognize the true stars. The true stars, the true stars in the kitchen are now the businesses. Businessmen, social media has allowed you guys to be able to take your brand and put it on television, like I've said, it's, uh, and change the way people uh, approach uh, life in the kitchen. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, I... I used to look at a recipe book and and was scared because I couldn't understand. It just some of these recipe books just look like uh look like a uh, math books to me. I be going like, what the heck going on here? Not my degree in math. I'm fr- I'm afraid. But when I look at somebody like you on TV, you're smiling, you you you're, uh, you're happy, you're showing me a way of actually seeing it done, the beginning, middle, and end. You you're changing lives, man. I want I want to let you know that, man. You're affecting people in a very very positive way. No, yeah. Um, the goal, you know, for me is that I'm able to employ people that look like me, right? That potentially don't get a shot in other and get a shot in other restaurants, right? Mm-hmm. They've been super talented and they haven't been getting promoted. And by every time I'm able to open up a restaurant or do another project, I'm able to employ people. And a lot of people that want to work like work for me look like me, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Which is a truly great thing. Truly great thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going. I'm just chugging along. It's a marathon. I'm really not trying to get to the. I'm not trying to. Most people are trying to get to the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. I'm just trying to maintain the light. Right. Because the light, the the, the light, the tunnel shifts. The light shifts. If I can see the light, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get to the end because when you get to the end, what's, there's nothing left. Well, you know the thing I like about it. Let me, let me just say this about him. And he's he's saying something that I cannot uh, ignore. Okay, when you talk about black chefs or black cooks, you talk about soul food restaurants, you talk about barbecue, you talk about boudin, you talk about food that somehow has been regulated. This is what, this is what African-America or black people or, or people of color can do. They do this type of food. And so, and so that's what he's saying. He said, he's a chef. He's a James Beard nominated chef, which is a whole different level of being a chef. And I want to, I want to thank you for, 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 saying that you said that twice in this interview and I have to remind people why you're saying it twice seeing somebody on TV cooking this way and he's male and he's an African-American male and that's important and don't stop what you're doing like I said I'll be at your place tomorrow so just give me when I when I show up tomorrow what's the experience when I walk in Are you gonna be a hostess waiting on me do I seat myself what's the experience when I walk in the when the, when the restaurant tomorrow that opens at 5 30. When you walk into Mar, you're going to walk into 90s hip-hop and R&B. So you might hear a song that takes you back to driving a Honda Accord in there the 90s. I'm not sure. Um, a, ho- a host will greet little you. Little Bobby Brown. Uh, Put the little Bobby Brown on for me. You, you, might, you might hear a little Bobby, you might hear a little Bobby <laughs> Brown. You know, we, we do. Don't be cruel. Cool. Uh, 
we do play an amazing playlist. Music is a very uh, intricate part of what I do in the dining scene. Um, and a host will sit you down at a table. You'll have a server. Um, it's a very intimate setting. Uh, lights are low. There's big windows open to the street. The kitchen is semi-open. Uh-huh. Um, it's a small dining room, and you should have a, an amazing time. Well, my friend, uh, I had an amazing time with this interview. Uh, again, uh, incredible chef. Uh, he's a new TV show. It just debated on uh, TV One's new network called the Clio Network called Just Eats with Chef JJ. Chef, I was, I'll be at your place tomorrow. I promise you I will be there tomorrow. I will be taking pictures, putting it on my social media. Because, man, I got to get the collard green salad. Can't wait to see you. Thank you for having me on. It's been a true pleasure. Mad scientist, I'm coming. Mad scientist, I'm coming. <laughs> you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So, go to buyraycon.com iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart.